When doubt seeps in, you got two roads. You can take either road. Uh, you can go to the left or you can go to the right. And, and believe me, you know, they'll tell you failure is not an option. That is ridiculous. Failure is always an option. Failure is the most readily available option at all times, but it's a choice. You can choose to fail, you can choose to succeed. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZRING. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZRING, makes the ring free, and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZRING, and let's have a big season. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty Quarantine Podcast. And today, we're going to put a little bit of a bow on, on free agency and what the free agency does with the rookies and how we're going to shuffle these cards. You know, you ever shuffle a deck of cards, you, t- you break the deck in half and you shuffle them together and you get a good mix of, of, of cards. That's what we're going to do. We're going to shuffle the deck of players. The half of the deck in our left hand is going to be the rookies. The half of the deck in our right hand is going to be the veterans who just signed in free agency. We're going to shuffle the deck together and we're going to look at the landscape of skill positions in the NFL with the rookie class coming in now that the free agents have filled out. Uh, we'll make sure we cover the Patreon. The Patreon has been so much fun in spite of all that's going on in the world. These lady and gents are just absolutely killing it. Um, if you're interested, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Don't know why you wouldn't want to go to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. I mean, we're talking rookies. We're talking trades. We're talking startups. Uh, we're, we're talking it all. Uh, let's see here. Don't know how long these shows will be, but we're going to do some more shows. So before I bring in Jerry, um, this one could be around an hour, hour and 15 minutes, uh, but we're going to do two additional shows this week. So on Thursday, you know what a fitness buff that I am. And I know that gyms all across this great land are shut down. So myself and Nick Wayland are going to jump on and we're going to give you some things that will help both your physical well-being and your mental well-being if you're struggling not being able to get into fitness. This is one that you can share with your significant other that maybe isn't into fantasy or dynasty and you want to lift them up. I know my wife personally, she may jump on with us as well. She can talk about how she struggled the last week because not only is the gym obviously a place to get healthy, that is her social circle. So Nick and I are going to try to do our best to help some people out We both love fitness in different ways, so if you're interested, that'll be on Thursday. And then on Friday, Bobby Koch of the DLF, he's going to come by. We'll we'll again, we'll talk a little free agents, and then we'll wrap this week up, and we'll go right back into the rookie class next week as we're kicking off the month of April. And thank you, three five-star reviews since we last dropped a podcast. How about that? 
you sweet, sweet sumbitches. Um, we're on a race to 200. We got to get there. We love it. Uh, I did what I said I was going to do. Uh, I went to Instagram. You can go to Instagram as well, Dynasty Warzone on Instagram and Twitter. And I posted not only a picture, but an Instagram story, trying to make our social media presence a little bit better. But speaking of a little bit better, you know this next guy as the man of the hour and the man with the power. He is Jerry Sinclair. Jerry, what's good, my friend? There has not been a single episode that I have been on here where I was a little bit better than you, man. How are you doing, my friend? Dude, I'm, I'm doing good. The Indiana governor, Governor Holcomb, declared the state of Indiana a shelter-at-home state. I know as a lot of states in this great nation and a lot of countries around the world have, and, and we got to take that real serious. Uh, for my particular state, it goes into effect Wednesday, the day you're listening to this show. Just trying to come to grips with the fact that I will be locked in a house for 14 days with my lovely bride and my 12-year-old son fighting for bandwidth on the interwebs with me working from home, my wife working from home, and my son trying to get in uh, some, some video gaming and some e-learning because he happens to go to a school system that takes this e-learning stuff very seriously. Jerry, what about you, uh, man? What about you? Uh, I know you're e-learning. I am doing e-learning. That's poor for him. That poor kid. See, what he needs is a worse school district. This is your fault. You put him in the situation. Up here, they're doing things that are called suggested learning. It's a it's a big thing. I was listening on the radio today where they suggest that you do this homework for kids in high school, but it is not required. And they're probably going to have to go back in the summer, which is crazy. But yeah, I'm just doing homework. I Listen, I'm sort of a homebody anyway, so... This And listen, we are social distancing right now. We are doing our part by being here with you. It is, man. So so whatever the CDC, your local municipalities have suggested, man, do your best. I know it sucks. It, it sucks for me. My gym's closed down. I bought a little bit of fitness equipment to keep myself sane. I, I know it's not easy, but we've, we've got to follow this along to get through it. Uh, but Jerry and I are going to talk about how these rookies and free agents and everything are going to blend as we go deeper into this dynasty offseason. So Jerry, what do you make of Cam Newton and Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton not having starting gigs in spite of the fact that as of today, it looks like the L.A. Chargers and the New England Patriots are willing to go with crumb bums and shoe clerks as their starting QBs? I think that says everything there is to know about Cam Newton and Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton for that record. This seems like these are relatively well-run organizations for the most part. So they are definitely going to look to go through the draft because how do you win Super Bowls? You do it with a quarterback on a rookie contract. It has been sort of recent history it's the problem with the lions it's the problem with a lot of teams as soon as you start paying guys the rest of them are not as good and the quarterback takes the biggest chunk so you go with the rookie so we're going to see these teams draft them they'll get picked up they'll get signed they might even start the first couple games maybe a year if they do okay i don't trust their long-term uh probability of being fantasy relevant i listen it was this time last year that you said around this time last year you said cam newton had played his last game 
for the Carolina Panthers. Called that one, my friend. Now, now is he going to play another game is the, the next thing. Were, were you not hot takey enough is the question. JP, so if you go back to last Friday's bonus show, JP Hurley and I were discussing maybe he could retire. I thought he was a fit in Carolina, I'm excuse me, in L.A. with the Chargers. You know, he's into fashion. There's a lot of fashion in L.A., big city, big personality guy. But I was listening to another podcast, and it was like, why as a head coach would you want to take on Cam Newton as a backup? If you're not willing to – and why would you take him on as your starter? I'll tell you the reason why I think he's a tough guy to put on your team. You have to build your entire offense around him. Think of what the Baltimore Ravens did last year for Lamar Jackson. They literally reconstructed – and good on them because it 100% worked, but they did it around a 20, what, 21, 22-year-old super athlete. We're talking about about a guy who's 30 and Cam Newton, soon to be 31 – who is, you know, beaten down, broken, two shoulder surgeries, a foot, um, some other, I think an ankle injury in, in his career. His ribs, too, when he got in that car wreck. I mean, he, he's just not been the same. And are you going to want to rebuild your offense around Cam Newton? Okay, so then he's not a starter. Okay, well, why can't we bring him in as a backup? Do you know what coaches hate, Jerry? What do they hate? Celebrity backups. It's the reason why Tim Tebow doesn't have a job. It's the reason why Colin Kaepernick Dutton has a, have a job. You know, people will say, oh, well, he was kneeling in this, and I'm certainly not naive enough to think that there isn't some of that there. But you know what head coaches don't want? They don't want to answer, they don't want to answer the, the, the local media and the fans' question of, hey, you've lost two games in a row. Why aren't you benching Jared Goff and starting Colin Kaepernick? Why aren't you benching Lamar Jackson and playing Tim Tebow? When you have a celebrity backup that the rest of the league, the media, and the fans know, as soon as you lose two games in a row, everyone's clamoring for that. And coaches don't want that sh- that, that stuff. I almost cursed there. They, they, they don't want that stuff on their team. And I think that's going to be kind of the reason that's going to make it hard for Jameis to get a job. So there's my little segue. What do you think about Jameis and his lack of job, even at 26 years old? I think it's the same sort of situation, but... I don't think Jameis is done. As weird as I mean, he just had his eyes fixed, and there's a real chance that that really could help him. <laughs> I mean, you have to be able to see to throw the ball, and if you can't see very well, it's a pretty good chance you're going to throw it to the other team. I I think we're going to see Jameis in the league. I think he's probably he's probably got journeyman written all over his the the foreseeable future of his career. I don't know if there's a specific spot because I don't know who's going to take a quarterback and who's going to take them early uh, enough because I really don't, he's going to be one of those teams. He might land on a good team and it might be exactly what he needed. He also might need to just get out of Florida. He's lived there his whole life. Maybe he's too comfortable. Now he's going to treat it like a job. You never know. I, you never know with this sort of situation. I agree with your assessment. You know, I, I've said before, and I'll say again, the perfect spot for Jameis for me is in Pittsburgh with Big Ben. Um, they kind of play a similar game, in my opinion, just two big guys who hang in there to the absolute last second, not afraid to turn that ball loose. And Big Ben has overcome some off-the-field transgressions of his own. And Big Ben's probably going to be around another year or two if you're Jameis. You sit there, you learn, you mature, and in a year or two, you get the the keys to one of the greatest franchises in league history turned over to you. What do you think about Jameis as a potential in Pittsburgh? 
I like it, and Juju will still be there. So you're gonna have you're gonna have an alpha there, and that's always gonna be good for someone like him. Now he doesn't have someone like Mike Evans that can just straight bail the dude out. But they, who knows? Maybe by then. Also, Big Ben, you got to lay off the Eddie Lacy diet, my friend. Listen, you need the Nick Whalen Randy podcast on fitness. That's what he needs. Good God. Hey man, we're gonna de- we're gonna slide in his DMs and drop it off. If you get, you do anything like that with Ben, he'll just block you. But I've not been blocked by anybody, so I'm I'm due. I'm certainly due to be blocked. So Jerry, I want to hit you with a little. Would you rather, or do you think A or B? So word out of Cincinnati is they want a third round pick for Andy Dalton. I think you're getting more in Uncle Bill Belichick's price range when you're looking for a third for a potential starting quarterback. Do you think the Patriots take Jordan Love at 23, or do they wind up with Andy Dalton? Which do you think works better? I think they draft one. I uh, We've seen what Andy Dalton can do, and he's had one season where he was really worth a damn. I, I just can't do it. And we'll, whatever that was, 2016 or 2017, whenever A.J. Green was relevant last time, I think that is an organization that knows what they're doing, and I know that they will win enough games with Andy Dalton that they will never be in a spot to get an elite quarterback. And that's why I think they won't. I think they'll try a rookie, one of these Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett types, which is exactly what Jordan Love's going to be, one of these not top 10 guys. And if he's okay, you know, then, then you ride him out for a little bit. But I you're going to need a top end quarterback at some point to restart that whole shindig in new England. I just cannot see Andy Dalton there. Cause he's a good quarterback. He, he can play the game and he'll win you some games, especially with a coach like bill Belichick, who in my opinion, greatest coach that has ever played this game or coached this game. Uh, I just, I can't see it. There's not a situation really where it, maybe you can convince me otherwise. I just don't see it at all. No, I, I think it's a good spot for a, a rookie. Uh, a Jalen Hurts even comes to mind as a, as a potential for the Patriots. I don't think they're ever going to be bad enough to land that one or two overall because the Jags and Redskins are going to occupy that position for many years to come. And I think those are going to be the the two teams drafting at the top of next year's draft. And if you're New England, I mean, you're drafting 23, and you can develop a guy for a year or two. If, let's say, Jalen Hurts, who's become a bit of a, a Twitter dynasty darling, if he goes there, let's say he goes 23 overall to the Patriots, where are you taking him in a super flex? I mean, I'm still probably taking him in the first round just because it's the super flex league and I have a hard time letting a starting quarterback leave a first round, but it's, it's the back end of it. 11, 12, somewhere in there, but I would be happy to get him there. You anything crazy? No, we're, we're, we're along the the same lines of of where we would go. Uh, And if you want to see my super flex rankings, quick segue, you have to go to patreon.com forward slash dynasty war zone. I posted rounds one, and two up there. I'll post the rest of my five-round rookie rankings for Superflex. You can also find them over at the Dynasty Happy Hour. You have to be a member, dynastyhappyhour.com, 
and they're on there under the Superflex rookie rankings. At some point during the lockdown, I'll do my one QB and I'll do my startup. I've never done this. I will only do this behind certain paywalls. I, it's a lot of work and I want to make sure it's appreciated. No one's getting rich off of these services. It's just about uh, making sure that you, you provide value to the community. So Jerry, pretty interesting stuff there. Uh, Miami, they going to go to a, are they going to trade up for Burrow? I think they're going to trade up for Tua. Uh, just to throw your curveball there. I really think they're going to go to, because I think somebody's going to trade at two. I got a hard time believing that a quarterback doesn't go one, two. Uh, they're definitely going quarterback. I think they're going to trade up. So if they want to go Burrow, the problem is Cincinnati really, really needs a quarterback. And that makes that price so much more expensive. And Washington's just not, I mean, personally, we both think they're in the same situation, but the common perception is that they're not. So I don't think it'll be as expensive and it's trading up to two, not one. And there's all the precedents that go into how much it costs to trade the amount of spots you're moving up. I will say, yes, the Miami Dolphins trade up for a quarterback, whether it's one or two. I, I don't know that. Um, but I, I really think they're going to make that move. I think that's an organization that is actually sort of on the right track. As weird as that is, I didn't love all their free agent moves, but they're, they're at least trying. They're trying something. This is a team that I find is fascinating. I, I love the moves their GM, Chris Greer, has made. And I think they go Tua. So Miami gets Tua. Cincinnati, because I covered this on the Patreon, they're just too afraid to not draft Joe Burrow. They're too afraid of what their fan base would say if they didn't. So Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, Tua in Miami, who are you taking first in a super flex? You know, this is why this is sort of a tough chair to sit in because you always got to put me in the situations I don't want to be in. These pickles. This is a pickle. I'm going to go Tua, though. I, like I said, I, I think Miami is – they're at least – bold they're at least trying bold things and i think aj green is on the back end of that career and he is headed straight for the proverbial cliff i don't love tyler boyd i think john ross was a wasted pick maybe in the future if they draft other people that they'll have other assets around them who knows joe mixon's probably gonna want some money especially if that dude stays healthy and is productive this year he gonna want a lot of money soon and i don't know that he's gonna be in cincinnati because he probably wants to get the hell out of there I'm going to go with Miami, and I think it's pretty easy. Or Tua, excuse me, in Miami if that was the case, and it would be pretty easy for me. For me, this is a slam dunk no-brainer for Tua, as long as he continues to pass his medicals. I also like the fact that the Dolphins have Ryan Fitzpatrick there to sprinkle some Fitz magic on this team and let Tua redshirt. It didn't hurt uh, Patrick Mahomes to redshirt for a year behind Alex Smith, a bit of a journeyman QB. It's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt Tua to watch Fitzmagic. He's a pro's pro. Yeah, he's a journeyman. Yeah, he's been around the block. That's okay. But, Jerry, do you know who the GM of the Cincinnati Bengals is? I do not. It is Mike Brown, the 85-year-old owner. He's been the GM. He's been the acting GM of that franchise since 1991. Now harken back the last twenty. Now harken back the last 
29 <laughs> years of your existence. And think about all the, so the savvy moves the Cincinnati Bengals have made in those 29 years. See, you just thought of every single one. Yep. Her, her, I actually heard that tumbleweed roll right across my, my man, monitor. There, there's not any. So you give me a young, progressive guy like Chris Greer out there making moves. Yeah, he traded Tunsil, and he got a dump truck full of picks for him. Yeah, he traded Minka, and he got a first back for him. They're doing things that they, they know who they can re-sign. I like the Byron Jones, Xavier Howard tandem at the, at the cornerback position. I kind of dig it. You know, you got Devontae Parker. You might you got Mike Gusecki. There's word on the street they're going to take DeAndre Swift. They'll take a tackle with one of those three first-round picks. I, I just like it long-term for Tua. I will easily take Tua in a super flex. Nothing against Burrow. Nothing at all against Burrow. I know it's going to be hard for people not to draft him 101 in a super flex. If you need a QB, I know some people will take Jonathan Taylor. We'll burn that bridge here in a bit. But for, for me, it would be very hard. All right, the next one, the L.A. Chargers. Are the L.A. Chargers going to trade for Matthew Stafford, or are they going to draft Justin Herbert? I think they're going to draft Justin Herbert. And that is just because I think the Lions are not a very good organization to trade with unless you are the New England Patriots, in which case they will take whatever scraps Bill Belichick has laying around. I think this organization is still committed to Matthew Stafford. I just have a hard to, this is uh, Martha Ford is the owner of the Detroit lions and she has come out and been pretty vocal about Matthew Stafford. And this is an organization, Bob Quinn, the general manager, Matt Patricia, ugly beard with a stupid pencil. Not that I hate him. Just really, really getting there. They are on the verge of getting fired. And if they scrap it and they lose, they're gone. This is the same situation that you talked about with Bill O'Brien and David Johnson. It, that trade is really make or break for Bill O'Brien. So he's going to force feed David Johnson as much as he can. The Detroit Lions need to win. When Bob Quinn hired Matt Patricia, he fired Jim Caldwell because he said nine and seven was not good enough. And in the two years Matt Patricia has been here, he has nine wins combined. If you don't win this year, these fans are going to take their torches and they're going to march to Allen Park, social distancing or not. They will take the fine and they will set that facility on fire. So I don't think they're going to trade. I think they're going to take Justin Herbert and I think they like Justin Herbert. I think it's one of those unpopular things to like Justin Herbert because he's a Pac-12 guy, so not a lot of people actually watched him play. Uh, and he's not, you know, one of these guys that's super vocal and winning the national championship and, you know, smoking a cigar after he wins it in his pads. I, you know, he doesn't. he's not the quarterback for Alabama. Alabama Crimson Tide. Every quarterback from there just, you know, he's from Oregon. And they've not, you know, Marcus Mariota sucked. Joey Harrington sucked. And I think it's too easy for people to take the sticker that's on the side of the hat and then just regurgitate the same stupid thing and say that he's going to suck. And I think that is unfair. I, I see a classic scenario of what we saw in 2018 
with Baker and Sam Darnold going one and two, and Josh Allen going, I think it was either 107 or 110 to Buffalo. You know, Buffalo to this point has been a much better ran organization than Cleveland and a hell of a lot better ran organization than the New York Jets. Although I do like Joe Douglas, the new Jets GM, and this is going to be very similar. Zach Taylor is going to a tire fire in Cincinnati. I think we like the direction Miami's going, but we're not sure. And then Herbert would land in a spot in L.A. where he's got two good wide receivers, Keenan, Mike Williams. He's got the tight end, Hunter Henry. They just resigned the very versatile pass-catching back in Justin Herbert. They added right tackle Ryan Balaga. They added uh, guard Trey Turner. Uh, they got Lamp coming back. I mean, th- this is a pretty solid offense and their defense is good so they should be in a lot of games to not put a lot of pressure they've got like three top rated corners they got derwin james they got ingram they got bosa i mean this is going to be a i love their gm i love tom telesco i think that if herbert lands there it's going to be hard for me not to bump him ahead even higher of some of the running backs in a super flex i mean if he goes to la he will be my 104 in a super flex and I know I'll get grief what do you think about Herbert at the 104 in a super flex a little bit of a stretch for me but we have to see what's going to happen because there's we're going to talk about running backs in a little bit so I'm not gonna not gonna go too crazy I'm gonna ask you a question I'm gonna gonna jump in gonna ask you a question because we're just two guys talking we're barely using a show sheet tonight Jerry I'm gonna ask you a question we have a show sheet look at that I didn't even know that normally who who is arguably the worst quarterback in the NFL in my opinion, it's yours. Now I got to think. Let me think. Who's, who's I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Gardner Minshew. Really? Okay. Well, Gardner. Gardner. That's just off the top of my head. You might say somebody that I was. I, I was going to say a lot of people would say Mitch Trubisky. What about Marcus Mariota? You know what Marcus and Mitch have in common? Unlike Gardner, they were first round picks. You know what Mitch is going to get this season, Jerry? He's going to get the at least the shot at the fourth year of his rookie deal. You know what Mariota got? He got four and a half years of his rookie deal. So even if Justin Herbert is just a middle-of-the-road quarterback because his name's not Josh Rosen, he's going to get four, four and a half, five years of play to determine that. Man, that's a that's an asset. Look at some of these running backs. Look at Todd Gurley. He's going into, what, year five? Yeah. And he's already on his second team. He's got an arthritic knee. And he's on a one-year contract. And, and yes, you did have one season-winning season out of Todd Gurley, but that's not the norm out, out of a lot of running backs. So um, outside of Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift, you're not going to convince me that I should take Dobbins? Depends that... where Swift goes, too, by the way. I, not to interrupt you, but I saw a mock where he went to the Lions in the second round. Oh, my God, would I hate that. So I would love it as a Lions fan, but as a dynasty owner, Oh, terrible. But anyway, sorry. No, you're, you're good. If he makes it past Miami at 26, you let me know. Because I don't think that's going to happen. Um, those are some of the quarterback positions and how I think they'll impact some dynasty rosters out there. I, I got news for you guys. If you got Cam, if you got Jameis, if you got Dalton, you just have to hold right now. Yeah. Don't panic sell. Don't take the first. Th- don't, don't get Bill Belichick where he pulls the Jedi mind trick. He pulls that hoodie up like the Emperor and goes, you will trade me. 
Andy Dalton for a third, and you're like, all right, screw it, man. Take Andy Dalton for a third. Because there's a lot of things left to happen between now and the the end of the offseason before we you know get to the draft. So don't overreact. Do you want to talk about some, some running backs? I think that free agency was much kinder to the wide receiver position than it was to the running back position. A lot, oh, of, jo- yeah. a lot of jobs were vacuumed up. But I, I still have some, some RB1 jobs available. This is my opinion. Now, these teams have some guys, but I see them more as like ancillary RB2s or not long for this job type guys. I think Miami needs an RB1. I know they signed Jordan Howard. I, I we Jordan Howard's in for deja vu, where he went to Philadelphia last year. They drafted Miles Sanders. He gets supplanted at some point in the season. It happened once. It'll happen again. Kansas City, Damian Williams can't stay healthy. He's not that good. He's 28 years old. He's on the last year of his deal. The only saving grace he may have is that Kansas City only has five picks. Atlanta, don't piss on my shoes and tell me a training. Todd Gurley's on a one-year, $5 million deal. If they get a chance to take a guy that they like, they certainly will because the Quadre Allisons and the Brian Hills of the world and the, the returning Edo Smiths, one or two of those dudes is gone. So I, I still like that. Tampa Bay. Jerry, would you consider Ronald Jones a good blocker? No. And you know who else won't? Tom Brady. <laughs> and Tom Brady's going to get it hit exactly one time because Ronald Jones didn't block very well. And then Tom Brady comes from a culture where if you fumble in the third quarter when you're up by 25, you never make the NFL again. I'm looking at you, Jonas Gray. So Ronald Jones had better dot his I's and cross his T's, because if he does not, I think this is a prime landing spot. I saw Clyde Edwards-Hilaire mocked here. Uh, Oh, my goodness. I think Seattle needs a true one. I don't think Rashad Penny's a one. I don't think Chris Carson can be with that hip injury, although it's alleged that he could play. Uh, and the Rams need a wide receiver, I mean, excuse me, a running back one. And don't give me Daryl Henderson because the only thing he has going for him is that their their offense is okay. Their defense got raided in free agency, and they've only got a handful of draft picks. So, Jerry, out of those situations that I mentioned, Miami, Kansas City, Atlanta, Tampa Bay, Seattle – and the Rams, where do you want to see some of these guys go? Where's the value? All right, I'm going to ask you, where is your favorite spot in this in this group of six teams? You give me a running back in this group, like a DeAndre Swift, if he goes to Tampa Bay yeah. with Tom Brady, I, I will have to take my pants off because I will not have enough room in the crotchal region to, to hold everything in place, if you know what I'm saying. A guy, a versatile back like a DeAndre Swift, when they would use the 13th overall, 14th, excuse me, the 14th overall pick on him, man, get the hell out of here. That that would be a dream. I have like a dream scenario for all these guys. For Miami, it would be Swift. For Kansas City, it would be Jonathan Taylor. For Atlanta, it would be Cam Akers. Tampa Bay, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Seattle, Keyshawn Vaughn. And the Rams, like a Josh Kelly, he's a UCLA kid, versatile kid, could come in, they could get him cheap. So so those are like my uh, my, my best case scenarios. So out of those, which ones do you like? Uh, I was going to say the Miami Dolphins, because I think they will be in a situation where they, there's not going to be a lot of competition 
Uh, we could talk about Kalen Balaj and how he's an excellent NFL running back and a supreme talent that is burgeoning. And then we could stop lying. And we could assume that whoever they take is going to be leaps and bounds and exponentially better than that man ever dreamed of. And that's a situation where I think they would just be able to force feed him. They're going to have a rookie quarterback and it is going to be tough sledding for any rookie. Um, so I think they would sort of lean on that running game a little bit more than, you know, other, other teams will, as far as your Tampa Bay pitch, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Now I'm going to be a sucker and I'm going to overdraft whoever the Tampa Bay Buccaneers draft, assuming they do. I think Kansas city is the sneaky bad situation. Now, if they go early, I mean, that, that goes without saying, but I don't think Damian Williams is done. He's a good pass catcher. Patrick Mahomes clearly likes him. Andy Reid likes him. He was big in the, in the Super Bowl. I don't think he's dead. And I think the first thing that will happen the moment Kansas City drafts a running back is you're going to see, there's your 101, send tweet. And you're going to see it 13,684 times. And I think that is too premature. Now, if they if they take the first running back, then, then that's different. But uh, Just for me, watching Dynasty Twitter talk about running backs is like trying to watch a cat catch a laser pointer. They can never get their paw on it. They don't really know what they're trying to chase. They just chase the most recent place where it was at. Oh, I put it over here. Let me throw two paws on it. Oh, let me move it over here and put two paws on it. That's not how that's this works. That's the best analogy I've ever heard. That's how it works because, I don't know, since September, all I heard, all I heard, Jerry, was DeAndre Swift 101, DeAndre Swift 101. I see I see thumbnails and GIFs and, and things of DeAndre Swift, and he's the 101. And look at these pass catching, and look at the speed, and, lo- and look at this. And then all I heard in January is that uh, Jonathan Taylor, he's got he's got way too many carries, Jerry, and 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 and, and that he has fumbles, Jerry. He he's not a good route runner, Jerry. He's not a good pass blocker, Jerry. And then he shows up at the combine, and we all know that he's fast. You know he's fast, Jerry, right? He is fast. State-level sprinter in the state of New Jersey, Jerry. He ran a 4.39. So he did exactly what we thought he was going to do. And I don't do a good Forrest Gump, but I'm going to give you the best that, that I got. And just like that, we forgot all about those issues. Told you my Forrest Gump is not very good. It was He ran a 4.39, and we forgot about the fumbling issues. We forgot about the pass-blocking issues. We forgot about the usage issues. All that got swept under the rug because he's fast. DeAndre Swift in just about any of these situations is is easily is easily the 101. Now, that's not to say that JT can't be my 102. He was my 102 in a lot of a lot of my rankings. I still have Swift as the RB1 in this class. I'm not going to pivot. And I'll hearken you back to 2017, Jerry. Can you remember that far back? I can try. Okay, good. Because in 2017, because most of Dynasty Twitter can't. This is how it Hell works. No. So that entire season, you remember, I was I was breaking, I was busting my chops as, as a new co-host in the Dynasty Warzone, and there was this cat out of Florida State. His name was Dalvin Cook. Hey, man, he's the running back one in this class. He's the running back one in this class. He's the one in, running back one in this class. And, and then, then a, that three-cone hit. And, and then that three-cone hit. And then this big old bruiser out of LSU. Big old man. Uh, name 
Leonard Fournette. Then Leonard Fournette got the draft capital. And then it was Corey Davis because he went fifth overall and he was a spark X score and he had great college dominator. And out of those three guys, Dalvin Cook, Corey Davis, Leonard Fournette, who was the number one when that season started as a Debbie guy? Who was the number one? What are Dal- you saying? It was Dalvin For Cook. For you? No, just, oh. just in general. It was Dalvin Cook. He was the 101. Yeah. He was the 101. Then all of a sudden, we got our brains poisoned and, and polluted and convoluted by what we saw at the Combine and the fact that Leonard Fournette went in the top five picks and Corey Davis went in the top five picks and Dalvin, he fell all the way to the top of the second round. And now, again, who's worth more today? Dalvin Cook, Corey Davis, or Leonard Fournette? Uh, that would be Delvin Cook. Keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple. DeAndre and Leonard Fournette has great value, just like I think Jonathan Taylor will have great value. But don't let what you've seen recently cloud your judgment and all the work that we've all put in since September, October, November, because a guy had a flashy combine. Does that make sense, Jerry? It does make sense. Is is anything I'm saying there wrong? No. And that's no guarantee that DeAndre Swift is a better pro player than Jonathan Taylor. It just means that you can't be a prisoner of the moment. Um, I do have a couple of RB2 landing spots. Don't really have players lined up for them. I think Buffalo wants a two. There was rumor they were hunting now Melvin Gordon when Denver got him. The Jets need someone to rely on behind Lev Bell. Uh, Tennessee, even though they franchise-tagged Henry, they cut Deion Lewis. They, they could use someone. Uh, the Chargers, we love Eckler, but I don't think Justin Jackson's enough there. They could use a 2-3. Uh, Cincinnati, there's not much in the in the barn behind Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon's missed a couple of games. Gio Bernard, not getting any younger. Not that any of us are. Uh, let's see, the Giants. The Giants need someone solid behind Saquon. I don't think stately Wayne Gallman's the answer to that, that, that test anymore. And last but not least, Detroit. I mean, carry on Johnson, speaking of not being able to, to save there. Out of those RB2 jobs, which one was the plum job for you? Which one do you want to see a rookie you like land in? Would that be Buffalo, the Jets, Tennessee, the Chargers, the Natty, the Giants, or Detroit? I think it's either the Jets or the Chargers because I don't know how long Le'Veon is for the Jets. And it could be a job of the future, sort of like when Nick Chubb landed in Cleveland and Carlos Hyde was still there and they had Duke Johnson. And off the rip, you thought, that's not the greatest situation. And Cleveland's a piss-poor team. And now what? Now where's Nick Chubb? RB3, RB4, as far as running backs are concerned? Still a top five for sure. Yeah, and I think the Chargers, because as good as Eckler is as a pass catcher, He's going to need somebody. He's going to need that Melvin Gordon type of person. You know, it's not going to be sexy for whoever goes there, but you're going to get value because it's not sexy. If Jonathan Taylor lands there, let's talk about a guy who you don't need him to pass catch. You don't need him to do all those things. Austin Eckler can do it. If he's just 16 rushes a game and that's all he needs to do, I think that's a perfect spot for him. And the moment he gets drafted by the Chargers – everybody's going to hate it. I sort of like it. I think it creates a value. I think it would be a perfect fit for him. I think those situations, a little bit sneakier, but I like them. Very sneaky, sir. Well, Melvin Gordon, when he went to Denver, he left behind. Now, mind you, he only played, I believe it was 
11 games. It was 11 or 12. He held out four or five games. He leaves it behind 162 attempts, 600 yards rushing, and eight touchdowns on the ground. He also added 42 receptions. So there are nine touchdowns left behind in this offense for somebody. I think this is the kind of spot also for like a Keyshawn Vaughn, um, your boy slow as molasses, like Zach Moss. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I think both of those guys. AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon would be a good third round pick there. A little bit of thunder and lightning. I uh, Kane would like it. I, I think a lot of people would like it. I think that would cause AJ Dillon to get overdrafted. Probably. Be, I could see that too. To be honest, because I, I think Eckler would, but it's going to come down to the draft capital. Um, other teams that might dabble in the running back market Houston. Pittsburgh, Philly, New Orleans, Arizona, Green Bay, Chicago. Those are all teams that have mentioned or might need a a third running back. I know Green Bay's coach was pretty adamant that they wanted a third running back behind Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. So that's a yikes moment for me. And I know what you're saying. Hey, Memphis, where's the Colts at? Where's the Colts? I've been in this Indianapolis market for much longer than Marlon Mack. And I can tell you that... For whatever reason, they really like him here. Now, could they? Sure, they could. But I think this is a team that really wants to pour draft capital into the defense, as you can see by the DeForest-Buckner trade. And you might as well roll into 2020 with Marlon Mack. He is going into the last year of his rookie deal. He's very cheap. They like Naheem Hines. I mean, maybe they bring in like a fifth, sixth, like a day three running back. But I think the odds of a day one or a day two, considering that they traded away, their first-round pick for Buckner, and they've got two seconds and a third. I really see them pouring those picks into uh, more key positions than running back. So any of those positions intrigue you, Houston, Pittsburgh, Philly, New Orleans, Arizona, Green Bay, and the Chicago? Um, I, not, not a ton. I really think like Chicago might be a situation where they take a guy later and maybe he could blow up sort of like Jordan Howard did there back when they had Jeremy Langford doing okay. But I think David Montgomery is going to grow a little bit. Uh, he's never going to be the guy I hoped he would be because he's David Montgomery as uh, as a famous Randy would say. But uh, none that I love. Pittsburgh maybe? I, think I feel like they don't like James Conner. But I feel like that's a situation because if, if watch Pittsburgh be down six points with three minutes left in the game, that ball is going to get passed to the running back at least four times. It's where Le'Veon Bell just made his money because they would just nickel and dime, nickel and dime, nickel and dime, and just let him run seven yards, seven yards out of bounds, eight yards out of bounds, first down. And they just did that over and over again. So it's a sneaky spot, and I don't think they love James Conner. And, you know, they're getting closer and closer to that point where they'll have to pay him some money, and I don't think they're going to want to do that. Well, but but you kind of answered your own question with your answer in that same thing as Marlon Mack. Th- this is that 2017 running back class with so many good players. I mean, whether it's Marlon Mack, whether it's – I mean, and don't, don't even get into the big guys like Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, James Conner, Tariq Cohen. I mean, I can go on. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I could keep this up forever. My point is, is a lot of those guys are on those fourth-year rookie deal or are in the fourth year of their rookie deals. So a lot of teams are not in a huge, not in a huge need to to sign those guys. There's so many other teams 
that need to add that slot corner, that need that second cornerback, that need some pass rush help. I just see in the modern NFL that there's so much more emphasis placed on the defensive side of the ball, especially if your offense is okay. And I think that Pittsburgh, they've got about $5 million in cap room, and they've got six picks. You know, you got James Conner, you got Benny Snell, you got Jalen Samuel, much like the Colts with Wilkins, with Hines, and Mack. I think this offense, you know, and the team says, hey, we're going to roll with these guys for 2020. We like this 2021 running back class. You got Etienne, you got uh, Travis Etienne, you've got Chubba Hubbard. I mean, you got a lot of other running backs coming out in 2021 because there's always a, a, a truckload of running backs. And speaking of running backs, before we start talking to some more value, I really think that between the coronavirus limiting mini camps and what's going on in the world, I think we, the savvy dynasty owner, are going to be buying a lot of these 2020 running backs this time next year, Jerry. Does that make sense? I like it. I, I really do. I just think a lot of these guys are going to land in craptastic positions. And even if they go to Indy or they go to the uh, Steelers, they're not, they're not going to come in as the bell cow starter. No, it's a weird market It's because there is a lot of talent, like you said. But, I mean, we're in situations where Denver has – they drafted Royce Freeman in the third round. They have Philip Lindsay, and they signed Melvin Gordon. And that was a spot that I had uh, on the all-breakup team back in February. Uh, on my all-breakup team was the, the Denver running backs because I thought they would bring in a rookie. But instead, they bring in Melvin Gordon – and remember, that team voted with their wallet. That team gave Melvin two years, $16 million, and that's a new offensive coordinator that said, hey, that's the guy that would do the best in my offense. And here's what's going to happen in 2021. Everybody's going to have rookie fever all over again. Travis Etienne and Chuba and everybody else. It, it, and it, all it, these guys? It'll be a ticker yep. tape parade. Yeah, whoever... whoever Atlanta drafts, who's, you know, going to back up or spell Todd Gurley for a year. They're going to be in a better position than a lot of those 2021 running backs are. But you're going to be overpaying for Travis Etienne, who I love. Don't get me wrong. But who, whoever that new hotness is. It, honestly, it the better play as far as the 2020 running backs are concerned it's probably not to draft them. It's probably to trade for them in the middle of the season for the most part. You know, who, whoever gets drafted early, that's out the window. But there's going to be these later guys. Daryl Henderson. I mean, we can crap on him. Had you traded for Daryl Henderson halfway through the season, a month ago, six weeks ago? He would have been a hell of a lot cheaper than he is right now. Yeah, and, and don't forget guys like uh, Najee Harris, uh, Kylan Hill. Um, there's a, there's a handful of other guys, you know, coming back that will, you know, make some, make some noise so that they'll, there's always running backs. There's guys that we're not even talking about yet. There's guys that Debbie guys aren't even talking about right now. Yeah, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah. I mean, he, he, Devin Singletary. Now I kind of knew who he was cause you know, he was, he put up huge numbers his junior year down at that little podunk Florida school, but there's going to be some, some more running backs and, I think that just due to the success of the 2017 draft class, a lot of those positions, a lot of those teams are just going to ride them out for one more year. And these guys, like at A.J. Dillon, what if he lands in Pittsburgh? What's his role? Do you know what his role is? Would you be excited? I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't no. be excited. I mean, 
what if Zach Moss lands in lands in Buffalo? Or what, what, what if one of these other guys lands in you know Philadelphia with Boston Scott and Miles Sanders? Running back's going to get weird. It's going to get real weird real quick. So that just makes the, the emphasis on keeping your studs, that top 12 running backs, Jerry, just makes it a, a huge, a huge emphasis on keeping those guys. Would you agree? I 100% agree. Because I'm, I'm going to do this on a whiteboard. So obviously the offices where I work are empty, but I'm going to record it on my cell phone. And I'm, I'm going to put this out there, what I call Dynasty Frogger. You remember the video game Frogger? You ever play Frogger? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. How, how do you play Frogger, Jerry? You just jump across the street. You don't get hit. D- that's exactly... You, you just keep moving to avoid getting smashed, right? So, like, right now, do you remember last year this time? You know, there, there was a handful of people, um, that, like our buddy Wheeler, at FF underscore Wheeler. Like, he loved, absolutely loved Austin Eckler. And he started to get like a groundswell. We should all be out looking for this year's Austin Eckler. And if you have Austin Eckler and you can cash out for a significant profit, do it. You know, have one stud running back. Have a, 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 a Saquon Barkley. Have a, even a Leonard Fournette, a Mixon, a Dalvin Cook. Have one. And then just keep rotating that next rookie or that next guy. And then continue to, to move the guy. That's playing Frogger, right? Because if you make the wrong move with Eckler, his value is going to get squished, like the game Frogger. So it would just make sense to continue to stick and move and, and continue to find that value. What was Eckler going for this time last year? <laughs> I, I don't know, a sack of nickels? I mean, maybe dimes? I, it, it couldn't have been very much. So, so that's what Jerry and I are doing. Um, obviously, we'll put that out here. We'll put that on our Patreon first. Who is going to be the the next guy? I mean, a guy that I thought had that potential last year was Dontrell Hilliard. And for a few games before Kareem Hunt came back in Cleveland, he had a few games. You know, who, who's already on the roster on some of these teams? What is their pass-catching profile? You know, how can how can you find a James White? How can you find an Austin Eckler? That's what we need to be doing, but that's what makes this running back class so hard for me, Jerry. It's it's going to be weird. Listen, and the good news is the draft is going to clear up quite a bit of it. I mean, I'm not going to stretch too much and say all of it. And that's the problem is we're we're just it's guessing right now and that's the tough part. So, here's to hoping the draft doesn't make it even harder on us cuz that is a real damn possibility too. And then we're going to be sitting here a month from now or close to a month, five weeks from now going, now what the hell do we do with our rookie picks? Well, I'm, I'm going to hit you with some would you rather to wrap this show up. We'll cover the wide receiver position and the tight end position kind of the same way we did quarterback and running back tonight with our guest on Thursday night for a Friday drop with Bobby Koch. So I'm going to hit you with a little would you rather. Are you ready? Shoot. Austin Eckler. Or Cam Akers. Um, I'm gonna take Austin Eckler. I'm not. I like Cam Akers. Don't get me wrong. There's some red flags that scare me a little bit about him. We'll see. We'll see where he lands. Obviously, but in vacuum right now, Austin Eckler. Okay, I, I think I can dig that without knowing Cam's landing spot. Okay, that no, your voice says otherwise. Tell me what you're really thinking. Well, I mean, it's gonna come down to landing spot. It, it just truly does. I, I'm not, 
I'm looking to move Eckler for a premium piece. I'm, I'm, I really am. Uh, I don't. Again, he got the big paycheck. He's got some physical tools, but I think a lot, a lot of his offense was produced by Philip Rivers checking down. That offensive line broke down, and the easier option. And he's a good route runner. He had a lot of yak last year. Some long touchdowns. Just a lot about his 2019 that I just don't feel is repeatable. And for a guy that you had basically nothing invested in that you could turn a into a high first, I'm I have to consider it. I agree. And right. listen, if I have Austin Eckler, which I don't, I'm that kind of guy is like you said, somebody that I'm flipping and rotating out. I'm I'm trying to flip it but I'm not trying to do it for a pick is sort of what I'm saying. I'm not trying to do it for 104 or 106 or whatever Cam Akers is going to go for. All right. Well, you have to work with me here. You have to pretend like the draft is over. Okay. And would you want Joe Mixon or Jonathan Taylor? <laughs> You're not going to like my answer. I, Jerry, you, 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 it's not about your answer. It's about helping these people, Jerry. Come on, Jerry. I effing love Jonathan Taylor. Now, Jonathan Taylor was my 101 before. He ran a little 4-3-9. You can talk about his fumbles all you want. The dude's explosive. The dude is so good. The dude can take off. I love Jonathan Taylor. I would take Jonathan Taylor. Give oh, it to me. Oh, give it to you. I, I, there's nothing to give to you. I, I again, this And is, I don't trust Cincy. I really I, don't. And yeah, If he fair. lands in Miami or wherever I'll take JT and I'll take him running 80 yards to the house. Cause here's the thing about mixing. You've been seeing a lot of those explosive plays. Not really. I mean, he's, he's pretty good. He can get in the end zone. Does he look like he's tearing the world up? Does he look like he's Dalvin cook ripping 75 yards? Does he look like Nick Chubb doing that? He, he doesn't really, he's good. He's really good. I'll take the shot at the big man. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with another one, J.K. Dobbins, or fellow Big Ten running back Miles Sanders. That's a tough one. I, it's tough not knowing where J.K. is, but we will assume it's a starting running back job. And if it's a good starting running back job, I would rather have J.K. Dobbins because I don't trust the Philadelphia Eagles to give him a complete workload. Is Miles Sanders fully capable? Do I think Miles Sanders is a better running back than J.K. Dobbins? I do. I just don't love his situation to be that guy that can ever have that top five running back situation. 12 touchdowns, 1,300 yards. That is just not Peterson. That is not the Eagles. He is a RB11 type of guy. He's got RB4 talent. He's got RB5 talent if he puts it together. I just, the situation doesn't, doesn't tickle my fancy. All right, I'm, I'm going to put you out of here on, on, on another toughie. Are you ready? Yep, shoot. Josh Jacobs or DeAndre Swift? Hmm. I am going to say vanilla ice cream 
Josh Jacobs because he's not vanilla ice cream. He's got some chocolate chips in there. He might even have some caramel chunks or some brownie chunks. Josh Jacobs is going to get the workload. Oakland's not going to draft another running back. It is going to be his field. Now, there's a real chance DeAndre Swift has that happen too, but that's, you know, hope in one hand and in the other and let me know which one fills up first. I will, I am going to trust Josh Jacobs in that workload because I think they're going to rely on him because I think they like Derek Carr enough to keep him around. But I also know, think that John Gruden doesn't love him and doesn't think he's going to be the guy that you got to rely on. And Josh Jacobs is the best offensive talent on that team. And they'll rely on him. This will probably get me killed, but I I think I could get DeAndre plus, but I'm going to take DeAndre and and I'm going to tell you, I don't think it's a, you think that I think you absolutely probably could get that. I, 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 and I will tell you why now with Josh Jacobs, I love the 18.6 carries a game. Now he played 13 games. He had some issues down the back end of the season with a shoulder injury. I love 18.6 rushes per game. But you know what I hate, Jerry? What do you hate? I hate 27 targets on the season. That's an average of just a hair over two a game. 26 would be two. He had 27. I don't I don't like two targets a game, Jerry. I don't I, 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 I don't like Jalen Richard being re-signed, Jerry. I don't like him being that fly in the ointment in the receiving game. Yeah, they could get him more involved. But I, it's it's. I I love what I've seen with this kid running the ball, um, five one hundred yard games, three multiple touchdown games, just good stuff, good stuff. But the the lack of involvement in the running game, excuse me, in the passing game, thus far, is the straw that breaks the camel's back. Now we've seen guys like Leonard Fournette. Uh, get more acclimated into the passing game as his careers went on. Totally possible with Josh Jacobs. I just really love what I've seen out of DeAndre Swift. And maybe I've got a DeAndre uh, Swift uh, set of blinders on. But that's where I'm at. So there you go, Jerry. Just a little, little free agent frenzy. Hey, what's left? What kind of spots are we looking for? We'll do this again on Thursday night. Your internet working. Would be the, would be the would be the sticking point. But what do you got for these people as they uh, they're locked down, sheltering in place, if you will? You know, guys, just do what you got to do. You know, it's tough. You know, we're we're all experiencing new things that we have never had to deal with. Just enjoy what you can. And honestly, I'm going to tell you this because, as a person that is an aspiring historian, right? What's going down? Eventually, people are going to want to read this to see what the hell happens, because this will happen again in the future. Maybe not in our lifetimes, maybe not in our children's lifetimes. But if we can help future people get better at dealing with this sort of thing, it's a good thing for all of us. It's a good thing for our species. So, And it's good to just get your thoughts down. Write it down. Write about the struggles you're going through. It'll get you through it better, because we're going through some hard stuff right now. There is a lot of people out of work. There's a lot of people that can't get toilet paper. Y'all are going to have to go the ancient Roman route where you just have a sponge on a stick, and that's what you got to use. Uh, I'm excited, but to Jerry's point, do what is asked of us. I, I know it's not easy, but not doing what's asked of us is not going to make it end anytime. That's sending a trash trade 
That's you're sending Kenny Stills for Christian McCaffrey. Don't do that. It's 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 not about you. You know, um, you may not be 60 or older. You may not have underlying health concerns. You may not have asthma. You may not have a history of illness. But you know what? Your neighbor does. You know, your your neighbor's grandfather does. Your your the the guy who you buy a, a a drink from at the local gas station when you hand him money, his family might. And, and that, here here's and that's the thing: the point. if we just do it for two weeks, or three weeks, or whatever they decide, that's less time that we'll have to. If everybody just does it, we won't have to do it for longer. Because I don't want to live in this house forever. I have not committed a crime. I don't deserve to be in prison. So I want to get it done with, serve my time, read my books, do my push-ups. I'm not really doing any push-ups, Randy. Hi, sorry, you got a little excited It was like there. for the first time you lied to these people. <laughs> so let's just do it. And listen, NFL Game Pass is free. Get on your phone. You can watch all the games. You know what I've been watching? Kyler Murray. You know why? Because I am just drinking that Kool-Aid down. See, see, Jerry's, uh, he's chasing them hype beasts, but I don't want to lecture you, Jerry Dutton, either. We love you. We appreciate you tuning in. We're grateful that you're here, but, you know, we're just not trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We're just trying to make the world a better place, and we know you guys can do it. Um, it's going to give us a, a better sample size of what this looks like. So I will say this. I saw on Twitter today, Jerry, that the people of Beijing were celebrating their first traffic jam since they've reopened the country. So I'm looking forward to that first commute home where I actually have to sit in traffic and I have to cuss at people because that's what I do when I commute home. But anyway, guys, thank you for everything that you've done for Jerry and I, the podcast, the ratings, the reviews, listening, tuning in. Uh, please share us with your friends. You know, post us on Twitter, post us on your Facebook. Um, send it to a buddy who might need something to cheer him up. Like, hey, listen to these two jackasses. You think you've got it bad. Listen to these dummies. This uh, dummy called Josh Jacobs vanilla ice cream. With chocolate chips in him. But I, I don't think he's uh, uh, chocolate chips. Uh, I, I, I don't know. But anyway, on behalf of Jerry, I am Memphis. And here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll be back on Thursday, uh, actually Friday, with Bobby Koch to talk wide receivers and tight ends, post-free agency, mixing in the rookies. Uh, see you soon. Thanks, guys. The largest arm, the okay. greatest charm, and all the harm, and it's coming Saturday night to the sold-out Newark, New Jersey. Get to a television. Don't ask your mom. Don't ask your dad. Parental guidance is not needed. <laughs> <laughs>